0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Full Press Minnesota Wild podcast. My name is Joe Tillery. It is a beautiful Thursday morning here. And Before we get started, I do owe you guys an apology. If you've been listening to the show daily, you understand that I'm here Monday through Friday and I'm trying to bring you as much content as I can. Unfortunately, yesterday morning, I woke up with a pretty high fever and just was not able to get that podcast out. So from the bottom of my heart, I apologize. But I will say that does give me some more to talk about today. And so that's at least exciting to know that we have some more content that we can break down in today's game. Yesterday, the Wild got another win to continue their win streak here. Six wins in the last seven games. It has been an incredible time to be a wild fan and get to cover this team and talk about them every day the wild ended up winning two to one over the new york islanders and it was a great game and we saw another shootout game won by the wild late freddie Gaudreau again was the hero down in shootouts the guy has been incredible and as the commentators were talking about there's been magic every time he's been on the ice in shootouts the wild have some of the best shootout goal scorers in the entire nhl in kirill kaprizov matt zuccarello and obviously freddie Gaudreau. and in this one both the first two scores had missed in kirill kaprizov and matt zuccarello And then it came down to Freddie Gaudreau to put one into the net so the Wild could have a chance to win late. And as they led with 1-0, because obviously Gus has been playing just his heart out in this game, the Islanders had a chance to score late on their third attempt as well. They did not. Gus had another great save, and that's all she wrote in this one. The Minnesota Wild extend that streak. Six wins in the last seven games, and they've gotten a point in each of those seven games. The last one went to overtime. The game itself had been unbelievable to watch. The team itself is playing Unbelievable. I saw one of the most athletic goals I've seen this entire season from Ryan Reeves last night on a baseball hack that bounced up about shoulder level and falling into the goalie, Ryan Reeves dunked it in the goal with the back of a stick. It was unbelievable to watch and it was a massive goal to tie the game up 1-1 and get us to that overtime period. Obviously, both the two goals were scored in the first period, so it wasn't like, it wasn't like nothing happened the rest of the game, but it was just a lot of good goalie play. Not really great offense for either team in that sense. Kaprizov had a couple of shots on goal, so did Matt Boldy. And the team itself was getting to the cup, it's just the goalies were playing really well for both teams. The first goal for the Islanders came on a rebound shot that really just, there's nothing Gus could do after the first rebound. It was just one where the puck bounced perfectly to a place. The Wild play again tonight at 9 o'clock against the Canucks. The Canucks have been in a little bit of a slump lately. They're not playing as great this season, but it'll still be a formidable opponent for the Wild, and we'll see how it goes. The team's kind of found th- figured things out. There was a trade recently that we'll have to talk about in today's episode, because it hasn't been a very positive one. I haven't seen many positive things come of the trade obviously the guy hadn't been on the ice yet much but the actual trade we ended up trading a third round pick to bring in Marcus Johansson back to Minnesota and I'm not super thrilled about it I don't know how you guys feel but the general consensus hasn't been good we'll get into that a little bit with the Twitter talk and just some reactions whereas I was really hoping that they bring in a you know high-touted veteran somebody who's really had success and could still contribute versus a guy who we had a couple of years back and he wasn't a great player then. He's not a great player now. Not to just shame the guy, because maybe he'll just light it up the rest of the season. It would, you know, it'd be awesome to see. But ultimately, I was—I th- I, kind of feel like we got swindled in this one. We gave up a little bit too much. We gave, we're we giving him too much money. I don't know. It segued a lot into teams looking at the idea of, why aren't the Wild bringing up Marco Rossi? Why isn't the guy on the ice when we're giving away th- a third-round pick and multiple millions of dollars to bring somebody else in to fill their position in a worse spot, personally? That's kind of what I'm seeing. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but the Wild itself... They've got some games under their belt. I mean, I can't sit here and say they're doing everything wrong. They're doing terrible or anything like that. You know, they've won six games in the last seven. And that's especially coming off the All-Star break, where we looked terrible the first stretch back out of that. The seven-game home stretch started off bad for the Minnesota Wild, but the team has found themselves in in a different place. The team has found themselves in a different place, and they're getting great goalie play. They're getting guys scoring. They're getting people involved. But just coming off the bench, like, there's a lot of talk about Jordan Greenway and Kalen Addison and a couple of guys who hadn't seen the ice much. They both got back out there last night and played well, to say the least. I think there could still be something that happens uh, between now and tomorrow's podcast. The trade deadline does come into play tomorrow So we'll see. I'll keep you updated. If anything big happens, we'll see if there's any splash plays. I really don't anticipate it, even though the Wild have had these kind of up-and-down interactions with certain players, but I would not be surprised if something did come through. It'd be cool to see. So the Wild are still in second place in the Central Division, and they're still finding themselves climbing up that score sheet. There's still a real possibility that we can claim the top spot in the playoffs before getting to that point, and that'd be huge. If we can get a favorable matchup in the actual start start of the NHL playoffs, the team itself could really use a tune-up series. I don't feel like I don't think it'd be good to see us go against a team like Colorado where they just throttle us early. And I don't want to see that. You know, Dallas makes me nervous. A couple of teams that make me nervous. Um, But I think the the Wild are a definitely different team. They're more improved. They're playing better on the ice. They're playing better teamwork-wise. And things are looking good. But that's kind of where I'm at. I do want to open up the conversation a little bit more and give you some pregame here about Toronto tonight. Because I think the Wild should handedly win this game. And I don't mean to jinx it. I'm knocking on wood as I'm talking in case you can't hear it. Uh, the team itself could use another win. I mean, the more wins we can stack up at this point, the more points we can get under our belt, everything's going to help. I mean, I don't have to tell you that. I don't have to educate you in that sense. But the Wild themselves could use every bit of points, especially with a big back-to-back game stretch against the Flames. I mean, it's not going to be easy, and there's guys coming for the spot, but realistically, but if we want to beat Calgary twice, I'm a little bit worried that this team is looking past Toronto. You know, you see that in professional sports a lot, where it's like, all right, we have an easier game on the schedule, let's focus on the team that's next, let's focus on the next thing. And a back-to-back with Calgary is not going to be an easy series for the Wild, in that sense. But if we can just take care of the little things against Toronto, I'll be a happy man. I don't know if it'll be Philip Gustafson, or if it'll be Marc-Andre Fleury, there's been kind of the two-goalie shuffle here we've been running with off and on. Fleury's played a couple of games, Gus has obviously played great in his last like 18 outings, he's like 16-2, and something along those lines. The guy himself, the guy's played unbelievable. That's just the case. Gus did play in goal yesterday. We'll see who's out there today, but I'll be interested. I think that it's probably going to stay with Gus, and they're going to give him three or four in a row before bringing back Flurry. But then again, you could also rest him up for that two-game series with the Flames. I mean, I keep saying series. I don't mean to say it like it's series, but that's just kind of where it's at. Uh, so I'm a little bit nervous about that, but I think that tonight's game actually is going to be a pretty smooth one for the Wild. Go ahead and give me a 4-1 to one score here. No overtime, no shootout. The team itself is just going to win in regulation for the first time in like 80 years. That's the idea. A regulation win would be nice to see. Uh, But hey, even if we get to overtime, even if we get to shootouts, as long as the team's winning, I'm okay with that too. Uh, I can't really complain in that sense. But before I move on to anything else, let's get into some Twitter talk here. I don't want to keep talking down the rabbit hole and forgetting what I'm saying. So we've got some hot takes about the couple of trade interactions that the Wild have been involved in, what's happened, and just overall the Wild on the ice. So we've got some stuff to talk about today, and we're going to start off here. So we're going to start off here with my boy at Tony on Twitter. He's been a supporter of the show, so shout out Tony for sure. He tweets out uh, in reaction to the Marcus Johansson trade saying the Wild wouldn't even bring this guy back two years ago for $1.5 million, or this year for $1.1 million. Now they've traded a third-round pick to get him and there's not even a logical place to put him. They'll do literally anything to not play Marco Rossi. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to sit here and disagree, but he is right on the money there. I think it baffles me how little we've invested into Marco Rossi in the sense that the guy is ready for the league. He's ready to come up and play and we're just trying to find people to fill the same spot rather than giving the kid a chance. I don't know. I think it's just a little bit... It's a it's a little whack in my opinion, so I think he's right on the money with that. Uh, the next one is actually just from a longtime fan. This is at Menarey James on Twitter. He says, "Finally got to see the Minnesota Wild after 13 years of being a fan. Way up here in Ottawa. Not only did they get the W, we were seated just behind the net and got to see Flurry make an unbelievable save to keep him in the game. That one went wild in the memory palace. Let's go wild." Just a cool little tweet there, you know. Just cool in general to see a fan get their, you know, get to live out the dream and actually get to see your team up close on the ice. That's an awesome story. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. And the next tweet is actually just a graphic. I forget who the graphic was courtesy of, but it's just a February wrap up in terms of the NHL stuff. So we've got a couple of big things here. So February February wrap up. The most points scored uh, was Connor McDavid. He's been on a tear lately. That's been you know well known by everybody. With with 23 points in the month of February, and then we're gonna skip over to most points from Europeans. Elias Peterson. And then we're just getting get most points defenseman, Roman Josie. And lastly, most goals scored. Kareel Kaprizov of the Minnesota Wild with 10 in the month of February. 10 goals in one month. That's incredible. And then at the top, it shows a couple of things across the league. There's 164 games played, 1,027 goals scored across the entire league, 18 shootout wins, and I know that Minnesota is responsible for a couple of those, 43 overtimes, also Minnesota, and 15 shutouts. That is not really Minnesota-style. But yeah, it's been a great month so that was a little February wrap up for you guys. I just wanted to get that out there. And shout out Karol Kaprizov for being the, the top goal scorer in the same stretch. That's pretty impressive to do that. Uh, player of the month in my mind. But this one comes from at from Tape the Tape on Twitter saying as mediocre as the Minnesota Wild have seemed for stretches this season in the NHL, they're currently 7th in power play percentage and 8th on the PKs, and 8th in penalty kills this season. On honestly, yeah, statistically, you wouldn't expect the Wild to be among the league's best in a lot of categories. And I don't mean to say that in like a, we don't deserve it or we're not good enough. The team's just gone through enough slumps. You don't really expect them to be up on top of the leaderboard. But in this case, we're, we're pretty high up there. And then he followed it up with a couple other tweets saying, back on January 1st, they were 12th and 14th respectively. So since the start of 2023, we've been a completely different team. Um, it's just been unbelievable to see how good we've done. It's really flipped the narrative of the Minnesota Wild going from this kind of just average, you know, we hope to be good, but usually we're in that average category. It's flipped that on its head. Now the team is scary, the team's playing well, and I hope that we're able to continue that tonight against Toronto. Thank you so much for listening to today's edition of the Full Press Minnesota Wild podcast. I'm your host, Joe Tillery. I'm so grateful to have you alongside, and I apologize again for being sick yesterday. I'm going to try my best not to let it happen again, but I do appreciate all of you understanding and supporting the show nevertheless. So that being said, thank you so much and go wild.